Christy. And I'm Meg. <laughs> and welcome to Let's Get Liddy with our first ever guest. Woo! <laughs> we are so, so excited um, to have Meg with us. We can do a nice little cheers. Cheers! cheers. cheers. I'm so curious. How is it? Well, I can't taste alcohol, so I'm just hoping so it's, it's in there. <laughs> um, it's great. Excellent. Okay, I will. I'll go track down Jordan. I'll be right back. Woo-woo. Sounds great. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a good time. We typically have a good time. We're just here to hang out, talk about books, have I an excuse to have some sort of cocktail. And I love cocktails. It's a blast. Do you have like reading goals for this year that you've been trying to do? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, like actually read. <laughs> I don't I try I imagine as a writer, like when do you read? Um, I try to read a lot. I tell people that it's like a blessing and a curse to be an indie author sometimes because I have so mm-hmm. many incredibly talented friends that are authors. So I'm like, oh, they came out with a book and I've had four friends release books this year. And it's the 14th. So I'm like, okay, I've got to get wow. those four books and add them to my list. Then I'm like, how am I going to get through all of this? But eventually I will get through all of them. <laughs> it right. Like, I was like, yeah, that would be so difficult. You got to support all your friends. So you, yeah. that's, that's your like to be your TBR right there is exactly. just absolutely all of those. Yes. So Jordan, we have a collection of rum punches. Would you like to um, tell the world? How you made this one? This one that's very fancy in a fishbowl with a fruit skewer. Uh, yeah, lovely. absolutely. I took some... It tastes lovely, too. <laughs> coconut rum, some passion fruit rum, um, which is kind of a last-minute audible, but it's very tasty if you haven't had it. Um, some pineapple mango fruit cocktail because it's like $4 cheaper than actual pineapple juice in <laughs> any size. Um, some orange juice, cranberry juice, a little bit of uh, tropical energy drink. Um, and then, yeah, a bunch of fresh um, pineapple and orange chunks just to round it all out. And the best part about rum punch is... If you're adding so many things that are all delicious, uh, if one doesn't necessarily fit the flavor profile, it's not going to fuck it up because you've got all the other delicious things backing it up and supporting it. So, you know, it's just uh, the sum of its parts is uh, exponentially greater than each individual ingredient. Well said. Delicious. Beautiful, beautiful. Mine is not that dramatic. It's just juices. And then obviously the alcohol that I assume Jacob bought. Um, he made it this time. I didn't do it. Well, so missionary can be sexy too. So like, uh, <laughs> get out of here. Hey, we don't kink shame, Christy. Christy, you didn't kick it and it off the podcast. <laughs> but Christy, why don't you tell our listeners about the glass that it's in? Because I feel like that really... To me, that is my favorite part of the drink. Um I am obsessed with the show Ted Lasso. I mean, as anybody from Kansas, I think is at least contractually obligated to at least sort of be aware of it. Um, I love it because I'm obsessed with British people and things. Um, And so anyway, my glass, it has uh, Hannah Waddingham on it with a giant heart. Um, As 
the boss Rebecca, and then it has biscuits with the boss and a heart on the other one. <laughs> I have a um, Joe Stack barbecue t-shirt that he wore. See? Yes. Um, I also have one that's Ted Lasso, and then I have four double shot glasses that are the other characters. So my favorite character is Roy Kent, I'm and I surprised. have I am... his face on it. What Doesn't the fuck it check do you out like though? about Roy Kent? <laughs> everything (laughs) i fucking love him (laughs) i mean he is kind of similar to your partner in ways so uh yeah they both are just such aggressive swearers um i was thinking they have both played soccer in their lives yeah that's that's like the (laughs) the ladies lie (laughs) that's where they stop right there yep but meg do would you like to share about your cocktail anything special that you did um, I actually cut my own lemons and limes, but uh, that's all I did that was fancy. The rest of it's juices. I love it. <laughs> Thank I you. love it. I'm bowing. I love incredible. It. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's in a glass with a straw that's like three times as small. <laughs> I love it. Um, Meg, would you like to share why we have selected rum punches today? Why is that relevant? <sighs> Rum punch is the drink that uh, Juliana and I guess and William indulge in when they're in St. Lucia. Spoiler alert: when they're in St. Yes. Lucia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just everyone's signed to read the book immediately. Yes. Obviously, yes. absolutely. Well, and I I started like I was going to say when I was reading it and I was reading about her drinking all of the rum punch at the resort. I was like. Well, now I'm going to begin my ploy to get us to drink rum punch on the podcast. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> it is. Perfect. Well, thank you, Jordan, for giving us some inspiration today as far as how to approach this wonderful drink. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Thank, thank you, Jordan. You. Love you all. Meg, good to see you. Good to Have see you, too. <laughs> Bye, Jordan. Bye. Okay, so um, we are joined by the one, the only, Meg Becker, um, <laughs> and we have read, <laughs> we have read The Butterfly Effect, um, and we are here to talk to her about it today. Um, so for those of you that haven't read this yet, you absolutely should. Um, it is a workplace romance uh, where our main character Jules is a project manager at a um, small digital marketing firm that has recently been bought out Uh, and she goes out for a wild night with her girls and ends up going home with a guy and leaves his house and thinks nothing of it and then she shows up to Monday to work on Monday and surprise he's the new CEO Um, and it just kind of unravels from there oh yeah so it was a delight as we <laughs> and I have a couple questions. <laughs> I love it. So as we kind of mentioned at the top, uh, part of the book takes place in a resort in St. Lucia. And I'm curious, did you have you gone to that resort? No, but like add it to the list. <laughs> I actually found it on like yeah, I found it on like Pinterest. Because there's mm-hmm. this picture on Pinterest of the rooms, and it really is like an open wall oh my God. that leads out to a private pool that has like a hanging bench seat over it. And I was like, I want to go there. So she's going to yeah. go there. 
right. And now I like as soon as it popped up, (laughs) as soon as it popped up in the book and she was like talking about the pictures that she was seeing and deciding to go there, I Googled it and I was like, honestly, Jules, same, like big same. I want to go there too. (laughs) I see videos on Twitter. Who's going to be the Andy in my life that plans it for me? Yeah. I will. Yes. <laughs> this is actually a promo. Please send us. Um, we will hype it up. <laughs> yeah, if there's a discount code, because those rooms are real expensive. I believe it. Yeah, no, we need it for like, um, we'll be content, you know, creators for them, be like little influencers. Right, I'll put you in a book. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, we'll tag it specifically, do, do like a brand partnership, you know? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Um, and then my other question is part of her going on this vacation is like recentering and finding herself. And she takes a romance book because she's planning to just like sit poolside in this gorgeous place and read a romance book. And I'm curious, did you, what kind of book do you think that Jules took on vacation? Ooh, um, something smutty. Let's be really honest. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I picture her reading like smuttier than Colleen Hoover, but like not as smutty as H.D. Carlton. (laughs) Okay. I love it. it. My guess was The Hating Game, since that's a workplace romance with like a rivalry in it. Great one. (laughs) Or The Fine Print is another one like that. Ooh. Oh yeah, perfect. Well, we just kind of like our initial reactions to the book. This was my first ever like smut novel. I guess how would you describe your books is also my question. Do you call them spicy romances, smut novels? What is your descriptor? It depends on who I'm talking to. If I'm talking to uh, <laughs> other authors, I call it an erotic romance because that's what it is. It is an erotic romance. Mm-hmm. But if I'm talking to like my grandma. I tell her it's a spicy romance. <laughs> it's a romance. It's just actually like, there. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. We'll say definitely it was my first ever read um, of an, uh, like essentially a spicy romance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read a lot of romances with like the one chapter of spice and that's it. And then everything else is kind of the build up to it. So this was really fun because it's like the first second chapter that it's like, boom, smut. And I was like, incredible. I remember Christy started reading it before I did. And I was like, okay, well, like, give me updates. And Christy was like, well, it's chapter two and they have fallen into bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which usually we're looking at like chapter 20. So um, it was also my first like erotic romance. Um, I love it. And I found Chris, Christy and I were kind of like talking shop a little bit before we started, but I think it totally changed like the trajectory of the romance because there was like unresolved sexual tension, but like they had already kind of resolved it. Um, and I feel like because there were like these spicy moments sprinkled throughout the book, they really get to explore like other aspects of why they're attracted to each other. Yeah, absolutely. And with erotic romance, sometimes it helps to have those fast paced relationships because if you're sleeping with someone and the sex is really great, it's a lot easier to fall in love with them. 
than if you're like, you know, a peck <laughs> on the cheek on the third date or whatever. It's a lot harder to have some of those slow burns mm-hmm. in a novel that's less than 300 pages. <laughs> so having that yes. sex in there and having it happen so quickly helps them kind of fall into those feelings a lot faster because you tend to fall for people a lot quicker when you have sex with them, to put it mildly. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, absolutely. I think I was just still very impressed by, you know, one of the things in those romances tends to be that build up, that tension. But your book is not void of tension. There is so much sexual tension despite them having um, having sex early on. And I ate it up. I thought that was so fun. It's like one of those things where you're like every time they were in the office, like my I just could not. I was like show like oh my gosh other people i was like trying to envision their co-workers oh i was like the tension you could cut it with a knife like i was so impressed with how you could build that tension even with the sex already have happened like they're we're not building up to that that tension mm-hmm. is still so like there there's the banter the teasing i yes. ate that up i absolutely loved it oh thank you <laughs> yeah and i think that so much of the early relationship once they get in the office being defined of like Jules is like okay I'm a woman in a male dominated industry like I need to be taken professionally and like I can't we can't do this and William's just kind of there like raising his eyebrows like you want to though (laughs) exactly but I work in a male dominated industry I work in construction so I'm one of two women that work in the company that I work for like it is a company of 40 men and like me and my girl and that is it and so I kind of get the whole you have to be a little more dominant to be able to be professional sometimes in a male-run industry because it's so easy Mm -hmm. to talk over a woman so like Jules was going to embody that and then she fell apart anyways and I was like okay well I didn't expect you to do that but um okay that works I guess we'll go with it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> right. Okay. You want to make your own decisions, strong, independent woman or whatever. <laughs> when you write independent characters and they turn out to actually be independent characters and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I created you. This shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> I always say I want my characters to like talk and make their own decisions and it'd be really great. And then they start arguing with me. And next thing I know, they're punching someone because she wasn't supposed to do that either. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? But like, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> so, I guess we're gonna go yeah. with it. Yeah, I guess we're just gonna let you make your own decisions, girl. Oh, it was so fun. She is so fiercely independent. It's so much fun to read because you're just rooting from like for her from like right away. You were like, yes, girl, let's go. Um, but how does that process work with you writing characters? Like, how does that? How do you kind of start that process, and how do they kind of come alive for you? Oh gosh. Uh, so I tend to start with pictures. So I am a big fan of Pinterest. I get on Pinterest and I find characters based on people so like I'll find people on there and then they'll get built in my head and then I go from there and I tend to build their personality based on little aspects I want in the story which is kind of weird so like I'm like I really want this like spicy scene where she's on the phone with Roger I wanted that before I wrote this story and in my head I needed her to be like this dominant woman who was able to still just be like yeah okay like without realizing what she was doing she was submitting to him 
So she kind of mm-hmm. developed herself that way. But a lot of the time my characters come to me and they make their own decisions. I just kind of run with them. Amazing. I love that so much. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Um, also, you bring up one of the more wild scenes. I think like it starts, it's kind of early on and it's amazing. It's so like the tension is there. You're like kind, everything in the office made me cringe a little bit because I could only see like, I kept picturing my office with like very thin walls. Oh my God. So I was like internally just like, oh my God, like where are the windows? What's happening? <laughs> um, loved every bit of it still, but that was definitely the parts where I was like... Like, I wish you could, there was like a camera in the room to watch my face as I was reading. Cause I was just like, well, and is anyone else seeing this too? Like, no. Well, one. and I, you know, they talk about how his office has a window and I'm always like, oh my God, did they close the blinds? Oh my God, are the blinds closed? Or are they like just out of sight of the blinds if someone walks by? Oh, definitely. If someone walks by, we do open window romances here. <laughs> Okay. Yes. (laughs) No shame in this game. I mean, William has none. Let's be real. That dude. No shame. I was like, okay, okay, all right. He knows what he wants, and he gets after it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I say on this podcast we are huge fans of moody and broody men yes. specifically tall dark moody broody men so that was a plus checked several boxes for us there that was amazing <laughs> yes. yeah his brother is the same way um and dimitri is the second book so like if you haven't read with a broken way oh, excellent <laughs> it is equally spicy. listen i did I was looking it up on Goodreads like as soon as I finished the butterfly effect I was like so what's the uh, what's the plot of the second one what are we working with here yeah the second one is Andy and uh, she gets fired from her job she takes a few too many mental health days Andy's got a little bit of a bad past and she gets fired from her job and she calls her best friend Jules and she's like oh my gosh my life is over <laughs> like I just got fired. I have nothing and I don't know what to do. And Jules is like, okay, I got you. And then Dimitri calls her and he's like, I guess you're working for me this year. So she goes and she books travel (laughs) for Dimitri and it is a whole experience, but they are, he's her boss, but they travel. So they're not actually in an office. They're in hotel room after hotel room. Okay. (laughs) Ooh, that's I love there is so much spicy potential there um yeah that one gets a little spicier my mom said that that one was a little spicier than she thought she was going to be able to handle <laughs> but she read it anyways i love that oh i love that <sighs> yeah what what is the reaction from like friends and family specifically with writing erotic romances like how did you broach that conversation when you wanted to write um, now that you are an author how does that work I have so many questions my mom reads erotic romance like my mom read 50 shades when it came out and all that so I wrote an a novel last year that'll actually come out in probably May um and when I was writing it I was telling my mom I'm writing this book and she's like oh, so it's like a spicy book? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I love it. (laughs) So when it came out, my sisters and my mom read those things. So it was totally normal and they just ate it up. But when my grandma bought a copy, I was like, but um, you have to still look me in the face at Christmas dinner, grandma. Like this is like a thing. 
And then my dad <laughs> bought a bunch of copies and I drew a hard line in the sand there, like brick wall. <laughs> I was like, Dad, I will literally go in and glue every page that has anything dirty on it together. You are not allowed to read this book. He's like, no, I'm just going to hand it out to people. Well, my dad coaches girls and boys tennis. And so he's going to hand it out to like the parents of these tennis players and like give them to these moms and stuff. And I was like, okay, but like make sure you know when you give this book to like little Judy's mom over here. What is actually in this book, make sure she knows that there's no intent there. Oh my god. I I love how like cluelessly well-meaning your dad is. And he's like, I'm just trying to support you and your book. And you're like, Dad, I appreciate it, but please maybe read the room a little bit. Yeah, and he he knew what it was. Like he came to the book signing and like I was like, You you do know though, like I have stickers that say my books make your girlfriend wet, like laying on the table, like dad, like you coming to the party. I'm like, I need you to understand that, like, thanks for the English degree, and I'm sorry I used to try smut, but like, please don't read them. (laughs) (laughs) I love. Listen, you were in that room with fellow English degree holders, so I love that. I got an English degree to work in construction. <laughs> See, I'm right there with you. I'm using my English degree to on and off write fan fiction. So, like, I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, how did you get into writing erotica and erotic romance? So, um, is this where I admit, like, I was, I'm really sorry, mom, because I know you'll listen to this. Is this where I admit that I was, like, kind of a weird teenager and I read, like, some of those dirty books when you're, like, a teenager? Like, Anne Rice Erotica, I definitely read it when I was, like, 16. <laughs> and so, so, I wrote, like, really dirty poetry, like, as a teenager without realizing it. And then I would, like, go back and read it recently and I'm, like... Oh, I was writing smut when I was like pretty young. And then I went to college to write horror. I wrote thrillers. I was sure I was going to be like the next Stephen King. And I wrote this great little short horror piece of this girl who like gets revenge on a guy who wronged her. And I read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so erotic. And it's like literally (laughs) erotica thriller. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just my destiny. I'm just supposed to be that girl. But I started reading it again a I lot during I love- like, the pandemic. And my best friend was like, um, you should write it. And I was like, oh, maybe I will. And she goes, no, like, you're going to write it. So I was like, okay, fine. So I wrote it. That's why the book's dedicated to her because she told me to write it. That is awesome. I love that. I love how you were like, oh, well, I don't think that this is like actually where my path lies. And I'm going to try and branch out and go here. And Erotica was like, think again, Meg. Think again. You can't get rid of me. (laughs) Right. That murder scene was sex, girl. So like, just get rid of the blood at the end and you got to have your around. (laughs) I mean... It, it was shameless, really. But yeah, I just, it flows so easy and it's so much fun to write. I just, I, I don't know. It's an adventure every time. I always love the questions. Is it based on your real life? I'm like, yeah, my boss totally bent me over his desk and then followed me to the Caribbean. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I 
doesn't that just happens for everyone, right? Yeah, like it's not your life. Naturally. <laughs> oh my god, I could not imagine like, like you know, I'm a pretty like mild-mannered person when I'm meeting new people, right? And so I couldn't imagine like coming up to you as an author and being like, "I read your erotica. Please tell me, is your sex life really like that?" Oh yeah. <laughs> like I could just not imagine. Is William based on your husband? I'm like, you've obviously never met my husband. <laughs> my husband is a total golden retriever. He's like mm-hmm. gentle and yes. soft. He'll do anything. Like my husband's so sweet. Wouldn't he's not combative? Nothing. The opposite of William. <laughs> so then, when deciding to write, we made that decision. You were like, "Okay, erotica has found me. It has chosen me as its vessel. I guess I'm going to have to do this." Um, how did you decide to like publish? And like, what is that process like as an indie author? What is that? Um, how does that process work for you? Um, and yeah, just how does that work? So, I always kind of imposter syndrome is a thing. And I think everybody who's ever had a hobby or anything even knows about imposter syndrome. I have always told myself, I mean, you're an okay writer. And then that was it. But like, I never tried to get query. I never tried to do anything to get published traditionally, nothing. I was like, I'm just not that kind of writer. I'm, I'm not. And then the pandemic happened. And a lot of things happened in those couple of years, like on a personal level. Um, where like, it just felt like my life had kind of spiraled a little bit. And it was hard to feel like I had control over anything. So I started writing. And then I was like, wow, I got to control every aspect of that. And then I was like, I should publish this. Would anybody actually want to read this? So I let my ideal audience, my best friend read my book. And I asked her, is this worth publishing? And she was like, yes, oh my god, I need it. And then you're gonna write more, right? And so I started to look into it. I figured it out. I published through Amazon. So I go through um, Kindle Direct Publishing, which is, I think, for the most part, pretty standard. A lot of indie publishers do that. And it's kind of an intimidating process. But I tell people I'm just throwing everything I have at the wall and seeing what sticks. So I'm like, I get a cover. Okay, I'll get a cover. I found a cover designer and they're incredible. So they made my covers. And then I was like, okay, so what do I do now? okay, I need an editor. So I need to find an editor. So I found an editor. (laughs) And so it was just kind of a lot of like winging it. So now I have a bit more of a process. It takes me about three months to put out a book. Wow. Like from start to finish or? Yeah. Yeah, it takes me about five weeks to write it. And then I'll edit it and send it off to my editor. She gets it for a couple weeks. And then when it comes back, it takes a couple of weeks for formatting and publishing. And then it's out. Wow. I am like in awe. I am so (laughs) impressed with that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's a challenge. I mean, I do write a lot. I write 10 to 15,000 words a week, probably. Um, so I, I do a lot of writing wow. to get through it, but it's, it's just what I do. So it's fun. I feel weird on those days. I don't write. I'm in like editing mode right now. Cause I'm finishing up, um, the third book spreading her wings. And I'm like, I can't write because I'm in editing mode. So then I'm like, uh, I want to write cause I haven't written in like four days. So it feels weird when I don't write. So I'm ready to get back into writing, but it just, it, it's a, that's awesome. it's an experience. So Wow. So you're wrapping up the Butterflies trilogy. Do you have more works in the pipeline? I do. Uh, So 
well, the Butterflies trilogy, there's some side characters in the third book that you guys haven't met yet and you won't meet until February when it comes out. Um, but they will get their own series on Kindle Vella. So I'll be breaking into the like chapter by chapter episode publishing. Ooh. I guess I don't know how to word that. I'm still learning about Kindle Vella, but that'll start in March. So like the Butterfly series is over, but like those people aren't going away. You're still going to see some of like Austin, who you don't meet in the first book, but like Andy's brother, you'll see more of him, things like that. Um, Excellent. And then I've got a okay. best friend's older brother novel coming out in May. And then I'm going to start bridging a little bit into some of that darker romance. So I call it dark adjacent, but I have a piece coming that will release in probably August. I'm currently writing the outline for it. Uh, it's going to be pretty taboo and it has some mafia um, plot lines to it. So. Oh my. Okay. And okay. One of Dimitri and William's clients, all of my worlds connect. So he's one of Dimitri and William's clients. Excellent. Oh my gosh. You, I wish like everybody listening to this could see Christy and I like tapping our fingers together and like raising our eyebrows because everything that you're describing right now, I'm like box checked, box checked, box checked. We'll be looking out. I love it. I'll hook you up. So what has been like the biggest surprise with like taking that jump into like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to put it out into the world. What has been like the biggest surprise in that process for you? People like my books. (laughs) And that sounds like such a weird thing to say, but like my best friend read it. She was like, you should publish this. But like, okay, find me somebody more biased than your best friend, right? And then my mom read it. Yes. Like, I loved it. And I'm like, okay, you're not any better mom. You're my mom. If you don't love it, like, you're going to be like, it was really good, honey. Like, it was when somebody that I've never heard of, I don't follow her on anything. I don't know who she is. Nothing. She read The Butterfly Effect and she made a TikTok video. And in that video, she said, this is easily one of my new favorite authors. I will read everything she writes. Oh, and I cried. I love that. Like ugly That's tears amazing. cried. I sat down and I watched that video probably 15 times and just cried because I don't know this girl. And she has no reason to be nice to me. Like she doesn't have to be like, oh, your book was so good because she could say your book sucks, bitch. I, she doesn't know me. And she was like, this is one of my favorites. I loved it. And I have had a couple people since then. Like I got listed as one of the top three favorites for one of the book reviewers uh, for the 2022. Like one of my books was listed as like one of her top three favorites right next to one of Sarah Kate's books and next to another like bestseller. And I was like, top three. Okay. Okay. Like I I cried. That's amazing. (laughs) So like that has been the biggest surprise is that like people actually do like some of my books and so that's it has been humbling and a dream that's a that's incredible well and we can understand why again we enjoyed these it was again our first kind of dip into the pond of erotica romance um but it's, it's, it's so much fun to see like the characters are really like i feel like fleshed out like you can you can relate to jewels like if you ever worked in an office full of men like you just know exactly what that feels like i feel like you per- perfectly oh captured that um but also what it's like to be like the kind of like the banter and the stubbornness in their relationship with william is hilarious i love that um so there's a lot of, so many pieces that just make it i mean i 
flew through this book. Yes. I could not put it down. I just had to know like what was going to happen. Like Aww. it is just one of those things where you have to like keep going because you're like, what? Po- like how could the tension build further? Mm-hmm. What the heck is going to happen? Wait a minute, she's going to St. Luke's show. What's going to happen? Okay, now they're at a gala. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Like there's so many great moments that you're just like flying through when you're reading. Like I couldn't put it down. I demolished it. I was so. Just, I was literally reading it at my brother-in-law's apartment and i was so stressed because i have all of these stickers and stuff like in here and i was like i cannot drop these i cannot like they literally says like probably reading smut and then my my book make your girlfriend wet and i'm just like i have to make sure that every single one of these stickers makes it back into the book this does not get left at my brother-in-law's. Um, he knows that I like to read. Um, that would have been a very interesting conversation. Right? I've been telling people, all of my co- funny story, my coworkers all bought the butterfly effect. And I was like, okay, but one, not based on our boss. <laughs> I want to make that really I don't want to know what you think about the dirty stuff. <laughs> Hard line yeah. in the sand, guys. <laughs> We're not doing that. And I have one coworker who read it and he, he liked it and he has since read the second one and he'll probably read the third one when it comes out. But another coworker was like, yeah, my girlfriend read it. And I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so he got stickers that some of my books make your girlfriend. Yeah, he yes. was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, similar to Christy, I was totally flying through it. And then when I got to the end, I was like, so we don't get to find out more? Like, we don't get to... And then I was like, but wait, Indigo, there is a second one. There is. And you will get really big glimpses into Jules and William in the second one. Um, The second one is Andy and Dimitri. We talked about that. But there is a big couple of chapters where Jules and William are there and like, it's the four of them and they're all hanging out. So you get to see Jules and William a lot in the second book. Excellent. That's just what I wanted to hear. You don't miss (laughs) them too much. I love that you created like the Meg Becker, like, like universe, like not cinematic, but like, like novel universe here. I love that so much. I love when the books are connected like that. I do too. And every time I see it, it makes me really excited. So I was like, I have to do that, obviously. So I did. Because you're in control. And so if you want to do it, you can do it. You can do it. (laughs) Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about, so it's called the Butterfly Series, and you mentioned um, that kind of early on, or at least maybe before we were recording, I don't know, um, that there is a lot of like imagery and certain things um, within this book. So I would love to dive into that and talk a little bit about that imagery and different things that are within this book um, that people might miss the first read through if they're distracted by all the glorious stuff that's in this book. (laughs) So the butterfly effect itself... um, is the chaos theory, right? So it's, I don't know if you know what the butterfly effect is, but it's the idea that a butterfly could flap its wings in one spot and cause a tsunami on the other side of the world because cause and effect and chain of events and all of that, right? So I kind of took that and examined it on a micro scale and made it dirty. So Jules and William have their own butterfly effect. I mean, Jules went to that bar and her drink she let that guy buy her a drink and he grabbed her wrist. And right there, that is the flap of the butterfly's wings. 
And then it just keeps going. So everything they do is very spur of the moment and chaos, right? So like the very end, there's no time. There's no discussion. Everything just jumps in. It goes Mm -hmm. straight into every little thing, right? So there is no discussion before any of the office scenes before she decides four days before she's going to go to St. Lucia that she's going to go to St. Lucia who just ups and leaves the country in four days. (laughs) Juliana Thomas. Um, (laughs) And so that kind of thing. And so it's all very based on the idea of chaos and the chaos theory. So then it's, pink because pink butterflies and red butterflies obviously represent love but they tend to represent instant love and um, so that is also represented throughout their instant love and instant attraction and then red also tends to be kind of that red flag because let's be honest if there weren't some like red flags flying with William we weren't paying attention right (laughs) just a few but negligible negligible (laughs) I just want to give a special shout out to her friends because I was just like when he, she comes back with William spoiler from St. Lucia, that is a spoiler alert. Um, I was just like, I was trying to think if my friends had done that. Like they came back like this dude that I literally flew to a different country to get rid of. So we're engaged. Like I'm not to tell you all this. I was like, these friends are much more patient than I would have been. I would have been like, excuse you, you're not. So my best friend would have looked at me and she would have gone, okay, are you serious though? Like you actually want this and he's not forcing this on you? And she would have said, okay, you're fucking crazy, but whatever. And then she would have turned to him. <laughs> and just like Andy and Katie do, she turned to him and she, she would have said, if she cries, I'm feeding you to a pig farm. Yeah. So essentially... Yeah. <laughs> Turn straight around so, and give him know. the shovel talk. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I will support this, but I will also end you. So don't test me. <laughs> Be like, I can allow this to happen. I can also end it as soon as I want. So watch your back. <laughs> right, exactly. She listens to us, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, is there any other things you want to share anything else yeah we really enjoyed this book it was such a fun read i'm very much looking forward to seeing how we get to know other characters moving forward um in this trilogy but also with a lot of the other books and stuff that you are coming out with i'm so so excited so can you share a little bit more about yeah we'll kind of do a little hype up section tell us all about what you have coming in this new year of 2023 okay so february 23rd spreading her wings comes out and that is the final book that is katie's story so we get to see katie and her best friend's twin brother um and their crazy story and it is fake dating and accidental elopement and a lot of um so maybe some exhibitionism and a like do you trust me let's do something that scares you is a big theme in there so like (laughs) oh my god I am on board a thousand percent. Listen, I was going to read it before you said all that. And now my jaw is on the floor. I'm like, can I pre-order this? Like, You, um, you had us locked in the fake intro. January 23rd. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. I'll be the cover then too. Oh, yes. Ooh. Oh my God. Excellent. I am so excited. 
this is a, a a podcast that adores the fake dating trope and then you just hit every we other do. box that we've ever needed <laughs> yes it's got so many good ones yes i love that one and i don't want to say it too loud but like andy and austin or sorry <laughs> andy and austin are siblings katie and austin are probably my favorite couple <gasps> okay okay further solidified i love them have to read it yes yes yeah. they're so good uh, and then i'll be skipping out of the butterfly series and into a complete standalone but it is also best friend's brother it also has a little bit of that fake dating um so it's got some of those same things but it is different and then it will go into um the series with Dimitri and Williams client and he is more taboo he falls in love with his ex-best friend's mom oh my goodness talk about there's a little reverse age gap there (laughs) oh my god wow I'm hooked I'm hooked I was hooked before I'm like double hooked now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so a lot of good things and then I'm going to be doing a lot of Vela's um I've got two Vela's planned for this year. One will start in March and that'll be a spinoff of the Butterfly series. And then there's a complete standalone that is, and it, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, rum punch guys. Um, that's like an expansion <laughs> of a short novella I put out last year. That's getting pulled soon um, from the sacred anthology. I'll be pulling that couple and Cammy and Dane will get a slightly longer story and they'll come out on, Kindle Vella, but they are spicy and adorable. And it's um, ex fiance's ex best friend because she finds her fiance cheating on her and leaves Ooh. and then finds his ex best friend in a parking lot and things just spiral. But yeah, Go from there, that one will also come out this oh fall. God. So lots of good stuff this year and book signings. I have several. So I don't know if. You guys like going to the book signing events, but I will be at Flirty in Kansas City in February. Um, It's a big one. It's got like 120 authors or something like that. There's a lot of us at that one. And then I'll be at Storybound in July, also in Kansas City. And there's a lot of authors at that one. Wow. Okay. Those are definitely on our radar now. They weren't before. And now I'm like, okay, well, I will be looking this up to (laughs) confirm dates. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will post all of them on my um, Instagram, especially in the coming days. But the flirty in Kansas City is on February 18th. It's a Saturday. Excellent. Excellent. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Putting it on. How exciting. Well, we're so excited. There's so many good things coming out with you. This is so, so exciting. Um, Again, this, the butterfly effect was so good. I cannot wait to jump in um, to the sequel. And I'm even more excited for the third one than I ever thought I could be. So very, very excited (laughs) about that one. We are so grateful for your time. Like, thank you so much for doing this. It was an absolute blast diving into this world with you. It was so much fun. Um, We had a blast reading it. It was a blast getting to hang out with you. Um, we loved it so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for having thank me. It was a great so time. <laughs> thank you. And thank you to Jordan for introducing us. Huh? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Real. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan really doing the most. He is. Jordan is like our unofficial marketing department. <laughs> he is. We're going to start calling him our like PA or production assistant. 
Yes. <laughs> Production assistant. Yeah, I, love I remember. It. <laughs> I remember Jordan was like, "Yeah, I've got a homie who she started writing books, and I mentioned I mentioned the podcast to her, so she might be reaching out." And then we started DMing, and I was like, "This rule, yeah. this is the coolest thing ever." <laughs> like small world, awesome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, where can the people find you, Meg? Where can they connect with you and find all your stuff? You can find me everywhere. Uh, my website is authormegbecker.com. I am author Meg Becker on every platform. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Facebook with at author Meg Becker. Or you can join my Facebook group, and that is Meg Becker's Bookish Babes. Um, it's pretty quiet right now, but it's growing, and we'll be doing like giveaways, free stuff, and you'll see some other authors pop in there every once in a while, too. So, Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you so much. Again, we love this book. Everybody, go check out The Butterfly Effect yes. uh, by Meg Becker, and check everything out that she's got coming, because it's going to be a hype year. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Welcome back. Uh, we loved chatting with Meg. That was so, so, so much fun. Such a blast. Um, we are had an absolute blast. We're so excited about what's coming up for her. And so again, check out her books. They are a very fun, spicy time. Trust me, you will not regret it. <laughs> no, they're a blast. Um, and now we're going to wrap up the episode with a little segment of Last Mound Next. So... Indigo, you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> Literally before we hit record, I was like, do you want to go first or do you want me to? And Christy was like, I don't care. Um, and so now here we are deciding on air. <laughs> um, We're really good at that. So my last read was, I'm so excited to talk about this, was From Lukov with Love by Mariana Zapata. <laughs> Incredible. Absolutely incredible. It is a romance novel. It is enemies to lovers. It is set in the world of professional figure skating. Yes. And it a is a masterpiece. It is a slow burn. I cannot stress to you how slow this slow burn is. I listened to it on audio, right? The audiobook was 14 hours long. It took 12 hours just for these idiots to kiss for the first time. Oh my God. Literally a slow burn. Literally a slow burn. Literally a slow burn. It was so good. No third act breakup, which I loved because like the character development of their relationship going from enemies to lovers was like more than enough to not need that like drama in the third act with the breakup. It was a blast. Um, so our main character is Jasmine and she is... 26 I want to say and she is a professional figure skater who is waiting tables to like fund her dream and she is a pairs figure skater and in the previous year her partner just like ditched her it was like bye and so she's still practicing she's trying to figure out how to like find a new partner she's trying to figure out like if she should give up figure skating for good like what does that look like and then she goes one day to the Lukov Ice Center to practice and she gets off the ice and there's a note on her locker that's like please see me in the gm's office and she's like oh it must be the manager asking me if i want to coach children like i'll go talk to her i guess and she walks in and it's not the manager it is ivan lukov and his coach <laughs> and she and ivan lukov hate each other 
they hate each other. They cannot be in the same room without insulting each other. Like, even their glances at each other are insulting. Like, they hate each other. She is best friends with his younger sister. Ooh, (laughs) even better. I love that. And Ivan Lukov is, like, gold medal central. Like, world champion, national champion. Like, huge, big deal. And he needs a new partner. And so they, he and his coach ask Jasmine to partner with him. And they're like, and she's like, you know, we hate each other, right? And the coach is like, we can work around that. Oh my gosh. Amazing. It was so good. Their banter, moody and broody. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everything you could ever want out of a, a romance read. That's what I'm hearing. It was incredible. It was truly incredible. I highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. <laughs> amazing. Literally amazing. You know it's already on my TBR. You, enemies to lovers, that's all I needed. Mm. All I needed. I was sold. So good. So good. Christy, what was your last read? The last book I read was Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. It is a winter thriller, perfect for the snowy season. Absolutely. It's a huge bonus points if you can read it in like a snow storm situation. Uh, It it follows uh, what Adam and Amelia, they are on a quest to save their marriage. They're going on a weekend away in Scotland um, to try to save their marriage, but everything is fishy. Somebody is lying. Maybe they're both lying. Everything is off. Um, From the moment the book starts, there is so much tension um, because the characters are on edge. The setting makes you on edge. Everything puts you on edge. And there's just a bunch of twists and turns and reveals that are really really wild and it's just uh, it was very good i gave it four stars i really really enjoyed reading that one so if you need a good winter thriller that one i mean it checks like every box it was wild that one was so good it's like a limited cast of characters um it's got alternating timelines and you're like something between these timelines is not matching up but you can't figure out what right and you get multiple POVs too of like the like Adam and Amelia and different characters so you're just mm-hmm. like trying to piece together like what is off and like what is wrong and everything puts you on edge i mean literally i if i wasn't reading this book i was thinking about it i was like what is happening? I had to like demolish it because I was like, I need to know what is going on. What on earth is happening in this book? So very, very good. I was, wow. And I think one of the like really good subversions in the book, like twists to it is that um, Adam has face blindness. So like he can't recognize people's faces. Um, So that's like, again, one of those things that immediately sets you on edge because you're just like, okay, I'm reading a thriller where the main character can't recognize or one of the main characters can't recognize anybody mm-hmm. um fascinating it's oh so it was good. so good um this was a book that indigo let me borrow and i'm so grateful because it was she was very correct i did it <laughs> i was literally reading it and i was like christy is gonna love this <laughs> and i did and i did she knows me what can i say what can i say except i mean you're welcome <laughs> great minds drink a lot you know <laughs> it's true as your fishbowl does say as my fishbowl does say <laughs> so indigo what are you reading right now let me tell you let me tell you is it too early to call one of my favorite books of 2023 
potentially. You, I mean, your child, your choice. Let's hear it. I um, want to know. So my current read is The Light Pirate by Lily Brooks Dalton. Um, and I got this from Book of the Month once I recognized the author's name because Lily Brooks Dalton, her first novel was Good Morning Midnight. And this was one of the books that I read when I first got back into reading. I was like walking through the library and I saw the cover and I was like, oh, that's a cool cover. And I read the synopsis and I was like, oh, that's a cool synopsis. And I fell in love. That book was incredible. I loved it so much. I bought my mom a copy for her birthday because <laughs> I was like, somebody else needs to read this. <laughs> and so once I realized that this was the second novel that this author had written, I was like, Sign me up. Give it to me. Give it to me. So I got it and it is incredible. It's like a little bit magical realism, dystopian mix. It's set in Florida. Um, and we are following the main characters that are set in this small southeastern town in Florida. Um, as climate change is eroding the coastlines and as hurricanes and tropical storms are ramping up. Um, and so we're examining like how Florida is trying to cope with that. And then eventually um, the government like decides that the cost of keeping Florida habitable is too high. Um, and so the government like gives up on Florida to return it to the wild. And so we're following um, our main character who stays and is like in Florida as it's being returned to the swamp and she has to like adapt to it. But she's, she's a little special. She was born during a hurricane. Um, and she's a little special as a result. It was, it's incredible. I'm loving it. It's like, very bittersweet and poignant and sad, but with a purpose. I know we've talked a little bit on the podcast about like, we're kind of staying away from sad books because there's a lot of bad in the world going on right now. But this one is, it's like indescribable. It's so good. I'm loving it. it it's so good. It's so good. I'm going to stop. I'm going to reel myself back in. <laughs> He's like, I can just talk about this all day. I could. Um, that's not a sign that you have to read it. I don't know what is. Oh, my goodness. No. Christy, what are you reading right now? Um, I love that we're like, we're trying to avoid sad books. <laughs> Um, the book that I'm reading now um, is I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy, um, her memoir. Very lighthearted. <laughs> so lighthearted. Um, I mean, I will say Jeanette has such a good way of capturing, like, the humor in the situation, like, but also at the same time treating her experience and the subject matter with the respect that it deserves. Um, Jeanette McCurdy starred in iCarly as Sam Puckett, um, and then had the spinoff Sam and Kat. Um, I grew up watching her and absolutely loving her. I idolized her as a kid. Um, ironically, <laughs> there was a there was a, a new I was on Neopets back in the day. Incredible. And there was a person that had said they were Jeanette McCurdy and had been reaching out. I was like, I never believed them for a second. <laughs> I'm always like, wouldn't that have been funny? Anyway, um, but I've been a huge Jeanette McCurdy fan for, I mean, I just remember idolizing her as a kid and wanting to be her, wanting to be on Nickelodeon to like be friends with her. So then find out everything that was going on behind the scenes while she was on air. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's really, it gives such... 
it's very like, I don't know, it's kind of a very humbling experience of like realizing all of these things that are going on um, and how we really never know what is going on. Like, I think it's really easy for us to idolize. And we, I mean, obviously a lot of people talk about parasocial relationships, uh, but we really never know what's going on. And just because somebody is in the spotlight like that does not mean that there are not terrible things happening behind the scenes. I mean, it has been well documented that Nickelodeon um, and the, as she puts that person, the creator is what mm-hmm. she calls him in the book um, and his problems and everything that was came out about Nickelodeon and Dan Schneider. Um, and then now, like, but even more than that, the, it focuses, of course, on the complicated relationship with her mom. Um, her mom is um, a lot of things, um, a lot of not good things, but then at the same time she talks about the really complex relationship with someone's mom of the how there can be good within the bad and navigating that space as you grow up and realize what was not okay mm-hmm. um it's really it is it's heavy but honestly like she approaches it in such a really powerful way where it's like easy to digest because you're viewing it like you're viewing it as she's experiencing it like growing up so a lot of these like subject matter you're seeing her approach it with like she's remembering the same childlike way that she would have interacted with those things um so it's very 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 good um if you grew up watching nickelodeon i recommend it if you are ever thinking about um putting your kid out into the world of acting or any sort of public space and medium, this would be a really important read as well to kind of see really what it is like for a child to go through that. Um, But I could not recommend it enough. It's so, so good. Excellent. Excellent. So I did just finish it last night though, so it's kind of a cheat because it's not really now, but don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Did I also do the same thing with The Light Pirate? Maybe. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So... What are you reading next? Christy, you'll be very, very excited for this. The next book that I am reading is... (laughs) I wish you could see Christy's like doing a hype up dance. Um, The next book that I am going to read is The Measure, which was one of Christy's top books last year. I fucking love this book. (laughs) I think about it all the time. It's so good. The like... Just the idea, the concept of it is so interesting. Um, I absolutely adored this one. I bullied Indigo into reading this book <laughs> as I've bullied anybody who wants to read something. I'm like, have you heard? Of have this you heard book? about The Measure um, by Nikki Ehrlich? Which I now see it everywhere. So just saying that there's a trend. I'm not saying I'm a trend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not at all. But um, I love, 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 love it. So I'm so excited that you're reading it. Um, are you going to read it? I'm literally so happy. I want to hear every single one of your thoughts as I it crosses your brain. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Literally, when you first started reading it and talked to me about it, I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on hold at the library. And there was, of course, a wait. And so my hold finally came up this week. And I'm very excited to see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> so. I'm so excited for you. So Christy, what is your next read? Well, it could be difficult because I had the dec- I had it picked, right, 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 mm-hmm. and then I got book mail today, and so now I'm going back and forth. Um, I, I've never come prepared for what I'm going to read. It's fine. Um, so I most likely <laughs> will read. Babel. I think I'm finally going to dive into that. Um, of course, it's been everywhere for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the kind of first wave of how much people liked it. Then the second wave, because 
white people didn't like it, which made me want to <laughs> read it, read it more. more and to, to see what this book was about. Um, and so I'm super, super excited to dive into that book. I do think it's worth noting that Babel is uh, published through HarperCollins and there is a HarperCollins strike right now uh, going on. So mm-hmm. make sure to support um, the union and what they're fighting for with the publisher. So definitely look into that cause and check it out. If you haven't heard about that before, um, the author of Babel has been super engaged with those protests. Um, So definitely check that out if you're going to engage with that book. Um, The only hesitation I had of being like, I'm not going to read that book is because my copy of Prince Harry's Spare came in today. I am a royal watcher. (laughs) I'm obsessed with the royal family in every aspect. I'm not a monarchist. I don't believe in the monarchy. This is a very important distinction. Yes. However, are they basically celebrities that I'm deeply fascinated by? Uh, Also, yes. So um, I did kind of get that copy in today and I'm super stoked to read it. I think I'm still going to read Babel first. I'm going to commit to it. Um, But dear listeners, be ready because that the royal family is my like TED talk I could give. And that is not going to help any matters by reading that book. I wish you could have seen the two minute long Snapchats that Christy and I were sending to each other earlier today. (laughs) Us just like popping off about Prince Harry and how much we love Harry and Meghan and just the whole scenario. <laughs> I mean, this is a Meghan and Harry uh, stan account. Yes. So uh, sorry. So if come you, prepared. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry in advance. So, but I'm super excited. I don't know though. So I think I think Babel's still going to be the winner. Um, but I'm also eagerly excited that I got that in the mail today. Exciting. Perfect. Well, that wraps up our episode. So thank you so much for joining us for our first ever guest episode um, for sticking around to the end. We appreciate you. Um, if you loved what you heard, I mean, give us a five star review. Send it to your friends. We love all of those things. So definitely do that. It helps us out a ton. Um, and Indigo, where where can they find you? Um, you can find me at read.with.indie on Bookstagram. Ooh. And Christy, where can they find you? You can find me also on Bookstagram uh, at Christy.Reads. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y dot Reads. And you can follow the podcast as a whole on Instagram at Let's Get Liddy Pod. And now TikTok. We are very so, excited. We have one whole TikTok posted. One whole TikTok posted. <laughs> um, but we're excited to do some additional content things for people to engage with. Um, so we're super excited about that in 2023. Um, so thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll do a last little cheers. 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 <laughs>